Jeff Ogilvy survives Wingfoot. Now the moment Aaron Bradley has waited. Curry Webb is the five-time Australian Open champion. Golf at its best by one of the best in golf, Peter Thompson. Stand in front of a crowd like this today and win the PGA Championship is pretty special. He's done it at last. Greg Norman. his name on the Stonehaven Cup. Leishman to 11 under. Now we've got a new leader, kids. Here is Adam Scott. A life changer. Coming up next, you have unrestricted access to golf across Australia and the world. Thanks to Golf Australia, we're going inside the ropes. Subscribe now on iTunes or your favourite podcast app or head to golf.org.au. Hello and welcome to Inside the Ropes. Done this nearly 138 times now. Mr. Couple, Mark Hayes speaking to you. I've never been this excited before a podcast of Inside the Ropes. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm absolutely pumped. We're here at the President's Cup Live, a third of four special editions from Royal Melbourne this week. Uh, we've got a massive show lined up here for you. And first of all, let me introduce the panel. Martin Blake, welcome back. G'day, Hazy. You're a bit husky today, mate. Oh, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm actually excited. I had a bit of a yell before. It was that exciting. Michael Clayton. <laughs> Hazy, how are you? Very well. We'll come Good. back to you in, in great detail in a minute. But firstly, Matt Kaminsky, a regular guest in the last few months <laughs> on Inside the Ropes, the Executive Director of the President's Cup. Thanks so much for coming along on a huge day for your tournament. Thanks for having me on, Mark. It, it's epic. Like, it hasn't been set up like this for a long time, if ever. Uh, if ever, I mean, it's been it's been a long time, probably since 1998, that they've been leading going into singles. Uh, I think uh, I think back to the last time they led after the second round when we were talking about today with uh, a couple others. It was 2005, yeah. second round, and that was when Sung J M and Joaquin Neiman were six years old. So <laughs> unbelievable to think about that. So let's just recap the scores quickly here, so we know what we're all talking about. Three days down, one day to go. The internationals have led from the start. They're now up. 10 matches to 8, 10 points to 8. First team to 15 and a half. We'll get to take the President's Cup home, hopefully uh, from our perspective, that it stays on Australian soil for a little while longer. It's been here doing the rounds, but uh, we are set up for an, an epic day after another. Oh, seriously, that's the third classic day of golf in a row. It, and the crowds are huge. Matt, you must be absolutely chuffed to see the reaction to the to the tournament from the not only the Melbourne Victorian public but a lot of international visitors as well. Yeah, we're absolutely wrapped. I mean, when you look at the, the crowds that have been out here and um, the amount of folks that uh, just keep coming in to, to watch this great event, um, but also what you hear from around the world, uh, people are watching it all over. And uh, I get I'm getting text messages <laughs> messages from the states, from uh, from Europe, from other countries. You know, they're just they're like, wow, this is unbelievable. The crowds look amazing, and and the, and the matches have been phenomenal. They have been epic, haven't they? Yeah, they've, they've been great. And and Royal Melbourne's when the, the golf course is you know held up tremendously well. When you when you see some of these matches that you know in four ball, and guys are going to the uh, as we play at the fourth hole, the sixth hole of the West, and and they're having holes with bogeys, which is on in four ball. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, the golf course is is a difficult test for these guys, and that's yeah. and that's great to see. So let, let's. There's so much to talk about, Blake. You probably just need to give a bit of a preview on a few different things. We're going to hear from Mark Leishman. Uh, later in the show, uh, fresh from a press conference, we have to talk about, can you believe a player's caddy has given a bit of a backhanded or member of the crowd today? Uh, we'll talk about that. Um, but we primarily will focus on one of the most extraordinary comebacks 
I think we've ever seen in a President's Cup match. Let's touch on it now. Mark Leishman, Clates, five down through seven holes playing alongside Abraham Anser in foursomes, took Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler, no less, all the way to 18th and pinched a half a point that really has set this up for the internationals. Half a point's one point in that case. It's one they don't have. Well, it's half they don't have and half we do have. Yep. Yeah, that, that, the half a point's can be massive at the end of the week. Have you ever seen anything like that in this and that sort of pressure cooker? Well, it was a good one. Gary Payer and Tony Lima in the world match play in 1965 was pretty good. But yeah, I mean, five down with eight to go is you're not winning f- from there very and, often. And at that point, well, Justin... not, they didn't win, they have. But yeah, you know, you're not going to get out of that very often. A moral victory. Absolutely. Um, at that point, to Justin Thomas has been, uh, he probably rode the coattails a little bit of the great uh, Eldrick Woods in the first couple of days, Blakey, but he'd yeah. had three wins in his first three outs, and this morning in the in the uh, four ball, he was unbelievably dominant. Yeah, he looked dominant. hot today, I must admit. I, I thought, I watched him yesterday, and I didn't think he was playing that great, to be honest, but he, and he was unbeaten at the end of the day, but it was just because Tiger was playing so well. But uh, today, he, he was hot, and Leishman was pretty cold. Um, yeah. You know, he, he didn't play that great, but they won the last three holes. Yeah, so. he warmed up. And Abraham Anser hasn't been beaten yet. Yeah, it's amazing. We'll talk more about that in uh, in a few minutes. You guys, Matt and Blakey, were talking on the way across. We're recording this in the fan zone at the President's Cup uh, about, you know, the past, the, the great history of the President's Cup that's mm. starting to emerge, um, which is something I know you've been keen to build on, Matt, you know, over the years. it's It's got to develop its own history, hasn't it? But you guys were talking about... The, uh, the epic clash at Farncourt in South Africa in 2003. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, Matt, Matt and I were both there. And, uh, you know, it's one of the best things I've ever seen in sport. Uh, it was tied. Uh, there was no provision in the rules for a tie, Matt. That's mm-hmm. my understanding. And Jack Nicholas and Gary Player were the two captains, and they kind of agreed to have a tie. But you were saying that Jack wanted the cup to stay with America. Well, I think it was, I think it was just because, as you think about the Ryder Cup, it's a, it's a retain yeah. the cup, and, and he just, that was... The, the the default, you know, because that's the way team events have been. If if it's going to be a tie, yeah, the team that had won before is, uh, you know, retains it, and that wasn't uh, the case. And actually, in the spirit of, of 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 the matches, I think it was the right thing to do, and it really set us apart for sure. And to, for those uh, listeners who who don't recall it, just type it in on YouTube, two thousand and three, Presidents Cup, because it was tied, and then they drew. Ernie Els' name and Tiger Woods' name out, yeah. out of envelopes. They were one and two in the world at the time. It was played in South Africa. There's unbelievable pressure on those guys. They had to carry the weight of their whole teams, and they delivered. You know, they made oh, unbelievable yeah. putts. They played three consecutive holes that they halved, and it got dark, and they had to stop playing, and it was declared a tie, even though there was no such thing as a tie back then. Um, I just wanted to ask all of you, including you, Matt, is it possible this one could end up being the best President's Cup? I think it's... You know, well on the way. I would, ever, I would say, yeah. Ever. I mean, you know, when I think about it, um, you know, our goal every time that we host this event, and we can never control what happens inside the ropes, but uh, except for on the show inside the ropes, we can control that. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> oh, no, you can't. I can't control you, but I control what I say. But uh, <laughs> actually, inside the ropes, um, you, you, uh, at these events, you know, everyone has been better than the last, and I, I, I strongly believe that. This is my tenth one, and um, you know, I've, it's it, they've all been better than the last one and i think this one has the makings to do that and it's 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 great to see and i think back to that fan the one at fan court the fact that it was set up for that you know the envelopes you know they had to write that down before the matches even started those are the players that they would pick Mm. if it finished in a tie at regulation you know at 17 so that was pretty cool that you know you pulled that those that they wrote those down at the beginning of the matches 
and then Jack, and then they pulled those out, and there was Ernie, and there was Tiger, and they played. That was in fantasy. Who else were they going to write down? Well, well, they, exactly. <laughs> fairly, fairly, yeah. fairly time, easy selections. Yeah, one and two. Had. But Vijay Singh was actually just won so many events going into That's that true. event, yeah. and and that was you know they were like, well, why wouldn't he? But he picked Ernie. Because I think Gary Player went second, and he had a great big smile on his face. <laughs> yeah. Isn't true. But now that won't happen tomorrow, Matt, because no. the rules have changed, and if yep. there's a tie, it's a tie. It's a tie. Now. It ends in a tie. Um, the crowds. I, I asked you about this today, and you you don't announce the crowds. I no. think maybe until at the end or at all? Do you announce them at all? No, we'll announce the, the overall figure just through our, you know, um, uh, as we did in, in 2011, but um, we just don't typically announce our, our crowd figures. So yeah. it, it's been enough. It's been good. <laughs> <laughs> what, what has the feedback been from, from headquarters? And you've got Jay Monahan's yeah. here. Uh, has he been blown away? It's his first trip to the sand belt for a tournament. It is. It's first time. His first time in Australia. So uh, you know, he's seen uh, you know just an epic event, as you said, Hazy. And it's um, you know, it's just primed to be the, the, as as you said, like the the best yet. You know, I think it's mm. going to be unbelievable. So. so, so does that? It's way too early for this question, but does that? alter his view about what Victoria and what Australia could be? No, I think he's always known that, the, you know, the opportunities there when the, you know, the, the, the right competition and, and, uh, and, the, and the folks get behind it, they, he knows there's a reason why we keep coming back with the President's Cup with any event is, uh, you know, the Victorian people and, and the city of Melbourne just embrace it, embrace sport and embrace these, these great events and the sand belt. He knows that the event, the, the, the sand belt, the golf course is just tremendous. So players love coming here and um, we'll be back someday. It's just, I don't know when. Matt, uh, are you happy with the crowds? Because, uh, you know, Patrick Reed, there was an incident today where his caddy uh, came to sort of some sort of altercation with a spectator. And, you know, I've been out there, I was out there on day one and I heard quite a bit of uh, kind of banter with Patrick Reed. There was some stuff that was right on the edge. Um, has it been okay, do you think? Has it been. Oh, it's, I think it's been okay. It's, you know, it's. People are passionate. People are passionate to be out here, and they're you know it's uh, everybody wants to be involved when they're when they're passionate about something, and they um, some may speak up and <laughs> it may get out, get a little out of hand sometimes. But um, you know I think overall that the fans have been phenomenal. If there's one problem, if, if it's a problem, it's a good problem to have. It's hard to see. <laughs> it's really hard to see. I mean, people are kind of you know we're at the back of the sixth west green, and then it was almost. Let's just go up to the first DST, which is which is the fourth hole versus the eleventh. Yeah, yeah. Kind of wait there, and you know, so you, you can see why people kind of sit in the grandstands and just kind of because if you follow around, it's t- it's tough to see. Yeah, and that's and that's the reason why match play is tough too. That way, yeah. I mean, I think you know when you have less groups out there, I think tomorrow probably be, be much better. better. You know, you probably much 12, 12 matches going. Yeah, um, and I think. That's why the, the course is set up that way with 21 video boards out there yeah. and having the, the 8,000 grandstand seats is, is important to, to, to set it up so people can sit and just wait for it to come to them or, uh, or try to follow, you know, because mm. it's, it's tough when you, you have so little matches out there. We're going to have to let you go, Matt. Uh, you are the busiest man just about in the Southern <laughs> Hemisphere tonight. I don't so know we're... if I'm busy, but, you know, guys, thank you so much for having me on and thank you so much for the support of the President's Cup that Inside the Ropes has done and, and Golf Australia, and it's, it's been... Uh, an absolute pleasure for me to, you know, to spend this my my fourth year living here, two years back in 2010 and 2011, but coming back for uh, for 2019. So uh, love being here, and I, I really appreciate you, you embracing me and, and uh, embracing the PJ Tour and the Presidents Cup. Thank you very much. Thank Matt. you. Matt. We, we're going to love the way we're going to miss the way you say Melbourne. You are the best, no doubt, the best American pronunciation of the word Melbourne in the <laughs> history of mankind. Say it one more time, just for us. Melbourne. Matt Kaminsky, the executive director you, of the uh, Presidents Cup, joining us. We're going to take a quick break on Inside the Ropes. We'll be back with more in just a second. 
Welcome back to Inside the Ropes. Uh, our humble gratitude goes to Matt Kaminsky. I don't know how he fitted this into his schedule. You should see what he's up to out here at Royal Melbourne. It's unbelievable that he can. I mean, the logistics of this place, Blakey, are just off the charts. So for the, the boss of it all to spare us some time, it just shows the quality of the man he is. He's winding down. He's nearly to the finish line. He's about <laughs> to breast the tape because he's, he's been on this, well, what did he say, two, two years here. Yeah, and longer than that, really. And so. he was two years in twenty um, ten and eleven as well. He's he's he, the way he pronounces Melbourne is just a symptom of you know getting involved in the cities. Before we get into the nuts and bolts, I just want to remind everyone that to celebrate the President's Cup uh, returning to Australia and that Christmas is approaching, we're giving you the chance to win one of three ultimate Christmas golf gifts. Enter now, and you can choose your gift: either a Callaway Epic Flash Driver and Odyssey Stroke Lab Putter, the ultimate big swing golf experience for you and ten friends or $1,200 worth of Under Armour golf apparel. Amazing prizes. All you've got to do to enter is head to www.golfaustraliaforthewin.com.au. That's golfaustraliaforthewin.com.au to enter now. Plus, you could be an instant winner of a sleeve of Callaway Chrome Soft Golf Balls. So a huge prize there on offer, and another huge prize, prize tomorrow, Blakey. The President's Cup is right up yeah. for grabs, and we want to run through what happened today. It was unbelievable again. Yeah, well, 10-8. Um, I've done a few numbers on this, um, and it doesn't sound like much of a lead, two points. and it's, I guess it isn't, but with 12 points on the line, if the internationals can win four matches, tie or halve three others, they win the Cup because they need 15.5 points. So it's something around that. So they could lose the session but still still win the Cup. So. And, that, and that's why we spoke briefly about it before, and we'll talk more about it now. Uh, Mark Leishman's heroic effort with Abraham Anza yeah. was so critical. Clates, like, as you said, that half point can, can really blossom out, can't it? Yeah, half points. Are, when you see how the close... Mind you, it hasn't been a close Ryder Cup for a long time either, but yeah, when, you get, when it gets close, the half, half points are, can be really big at the end. Yeah. Well, the, the momentum swings have been amazing all the way through. And, and, uh, <laughs> they have. On Friday night, the Americans had a big run in the last hour and really took away the advantage or some of the advantage that was built up by the internationals, and the opposite happened tonight. tonight. Well, let's run through the day's results quickly. It started with four four-ball matches early in the morning. Mark Leishman and Hao Tong Lee were first out. They, they were pretty uh, soundly beaten, to be honest, by Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler. bit of angst in that match on occasion. Yeah. Hao Tong Lee hit out of turn. Yeah, on the uh, second. Which in match play, uh, as any club golfer will know, in match play you don't hit out of turn. So Justin Thomas asked him to replay the shot. It was his second shot into the par five second hole. Justin Thomas asked the referee if he was you know, out of turn, which it proved that he was. So he had to reload it and he... Messed it up and they lost the hole. I think that was heightened by the fact that Ricky Fowler didn't seem to mind that he'd played out of position. Right. Uh, and it sort of drew the, the ire of uh, the international team that Justin Thomas then spoke up. So, Clayton, you would have seen that many times, I guess. Any um, out of turn? Yeah. No, never. No. Never for anyone ahead of turn, ever. So it's un- unthinkable. I heard that he has a caddy who's never caddied before. How Tong Lee? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, At the very least, you ask, don't you? Don't, you see that all the time. The referee well, is, yeah, is always, asked to, to, always, to, you yeah. know, who's, I mean, who's away. I mean, he's yeah. probably never played no match play. You know, and he's yeah. kind of angry at him that he's turned up with a caddy who doesn't know what he's doing. And so quite, do, you, yeah. do, you, uh, do you have any qualms against Justin Thomas for calling him back? No, not at all. Yeah. It's yeah, the rules. Got rules. It's the rules. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No worries. So that went on to be a 3-2 and two win for the Americans in the first match out. As Blakey said, Abraham Anser just continued his winning streak with Sung Jae Im, who's the 
he's equally impressive. They they this, they're the form couple here for the uh, for First the international timers. team. First timers to the event, unbelievable. They they beat Xander Shawfly and Patrick Cantlay no less three and two. The massive massive hiding of uh, Patrick Reed and Webb Simpson and took to a new level. Blakey, Hideki Matsuyama and CT Payne absolutely blitzed them five and three. Yeah, look, um, CT Pan in particular was exceptional. I think he had four birdies and an eagle in that match. And Patrick Reed, um, you know, he's just heard it from the crowd all week. He's he's having a nightmare. The crowds don't like him. Um, you know, we we have we are we going to talk about the the incident with the caddy? Yeah, um, well, I'll just do that. We'll do, we'll talk. Let's go right through now. the just games. The last the last match of yeah. the morning. Um, Adam Scott and Ben Arn had a couple of chances on the seventeenth and eighteenth holes to get the job done. Uh, as it was, Tony Finau uh, was the, probably oh. the hero for the United States and pinched a half point for them. Just some clutch putts in the last two or three holes. And he followed that up this afternoon, to be fair. But yes, the big match um, in a new sense was definitely the one before, and we'll talk about it now. Patrick Reed, um, just wow. I, he's copped a lot of stick over the ropes this week. Um, I don't think it was unexpected at all. In some In some ways, it hasn't been as like full-on aggressive as I thought it might be, but it has been continual. Yeah, well, we're, we're mostly pretty good-humoured about that stuff, aren't we? I mean, I haven't, I haven't been out there enough to hear what they're saying, but There's a lot we're of mostly kind of pretty good-humoured about it, and it gets a bit tiresome, and, you know, we all know what he did. And, yeah. You know. For example, um, and it, it, I, the easiest way to actually say um, what happens out there is there are two players getting the gears. One is Patrick Reed constantly constantly some are aggressive the other one is matt kucha you can't walk 20 meters without hearing someone say have you paid this caddy cooch yeah and all that sort of stuff so it is they're the two guys in my estimation who um, are the most uh under, under the gun from the australian and international crowd this crowd is different to what i've seen before in australia it's a it's a bit more aggressive and i guess that's uh partly because they you know the ernie l's and some of the players have sort of called for that and but the, I don't think overall they're, they're really over the top. But the incident we're speaking about where Kessler, Karain, uh, Patrick's caddy, uh, you know, bas- basically what he said is that a spectator uh, jumped out in front of Patrick Reed from close range and said something, uh, you know, ve- very aggressive to him, including some foul language. And... Uh, only three feet from his face. Yeah, Karain said that he'd had enough of it by that point, and he knocked, did he knock him to the ground, knocked well, the beer out of his hand. There were conflicting reports there. One said there was a punch, one said there was a shove, another said it was just a knock and the beer spilled, and that was it. So, so he's not going to be here tomorrow. That's the big news, and let me read that. So it's just the statement from the PGA Tour after that incident uh, is that Karain will not return to caddy for Sunday's final round singles matches. Uh, they're not going to have make any other comment. The only one they let Patrick Reed make um, after <laughs> took five hours to get to this quote, Clates, is pretty remarkable. But Patrick Reed was quoted by the tour saying, "I respect the tour's decision. We are all focused on winning the Presidents' Cup yeah, tomorrow. Could, could, if yeah. if they lose, <laughs> if if they lose, is it on him? Just with the whole atmosphere that the Americans have had to deal with, which is because of what happened." In the Bahamas last weekend, and also because of his reaction uh, to that, is is it going to be on him? Well, I said last week when we were at the at the Australian Golf Club in Sydney, I said if there's ever been a, a potential flashpoint to turn the Presidents Cup into a big news ticket item, it was Patrick Reed, and he, you know, he 
Clates and I both had strong words at different times up there, and uh, they've they've borne fruit. Clates, those fears. Well, oh. if they lose, that's that'll be the excuse. Yeah, yeah. You know, no one wanted to play with him, so they they put him with Webb Simpson every day, and they lost every match, and that's what cost us. And when the players all abandon him after this, I assume you don't think he'll play for America again. Not unless he makes the team. Yeah, he won't pick him. He picked him this time. I'm sure he's regretting that, but he'll, he'll never get picked again. So what happens tomorrow, Clates? What have you ever seen anything like this? And who's the possible caddy options available for the American well, team? Sure there are plenty of guys who are down there can caddy for him. Be, well, there are a lot of guys walking around in President's Cup uniforms with American flags on them. There are, and there's there's yeah. a number of <coughs> vice captains. There four vice captains or three. Well, they vice won't caddy for him, but no. What about what, what about the, the the elephant? I don't mean to say this in any. I don't mean this link to her directly, but the elephant in the room is, is Patrick's wife, who I think it's Justine, who has caddied before. Um, that would on, be ugly. It would be ugly if she went out there and caddied for him, yeah. Do you believe that? Like, it's just he couldn't put her through it? No, we just, well, you wouldn't do that. She's not doing that. Yeah. No chance she's doing that. Okay. So he's, he's uh, normally, when these kind of things happen, he, he plays well, but he's not playing well this week. Well, no, he was no good in the Ryder Cup either. He's only won one match in the Ryder Cup yeah. too. I mean, yeah. he's kind of... In France. I mean, it's, it's easy to say, well, his form's been terrible. Mm. I mean, you can play well and lose matches at this level. It's not, you know, it's not like... I don't know. I haven't seen him play enough to know how, what his form's been like. But he wouldn't be human if he didn't come down here and feel under a lot of pressure and dealing with a lot of stuff that he shouldn't have to be dealing with. There's, there's a bunch of questions, it. Hazy, that, that'll come if, if the Americans do lose tomorrow. Yeah. One, that'll be one, is what, what do we do with Patrick Reed? The other one is, what do we do about playing captains and Tiger Woods as playing captains? Well, that's been fine. Yeah. No, Tiger's done a great job. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, he's been terrific. And he's cl- clearly into it. <coughs> but he sat, he sat but is, he, is he hobbled in a way by the fact that he has to play? No, I don't think, no, I don't think so. I don't think it's... You know, a lot of people think it's an important job. I think it's less important than some people yeah. think. But I'm, and there are clearly two sides to that argument. I'm not saying I'm right. It's just an opinion. Mm. But I, th- you know, I, th- I think he's managed it really well. Hazy, you had a view about the, the caddy situation yeah. with, with yeah. Kessler Crane. You, you thought that he... I mean, it's, it seems to me as well that clearly there's a provocation, strong provocation, but he's gone over the top. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't think there's much doubt in... in Hence he's But the balance of out. probabilities here says that the... the the member of the crowd who was involved in the incident was behaving very badly. I don't think there's much doubt about that. Even if we just take the language on face value that we heard was uttered, that's a disgrace. No, I'm not cutting him any slack whatsoever. But there is no wriggle room for anyone involved, a player, a caddy, anyone in any entourage, to get physical with a spectator. It's just not on. It never ends well, ever. The thing that's going to be, the Ryder Cup's the one where it gets. I mean, I think we're pretty good natured at this stuff. We're not. We are. The Ryder Cup's on a different level again, and playing it in America the, you know, next time around. It's, it's a, is it in New York? It's a tough. Uh, no, it's in Wisconsin, I think. Wisconsin, I think. Okay. They're a tough crowd over there. Well, well, I, I, think... I, I mentioned with the crowd, I mean, there was an incident today where the. You know, the last in the afternoon pairings, the last match came through and they went up 18, and uh, the crowd actually burst across the the ropes and came in beside the green when they weren't weren't even meant to be there. Um, it looked like the finish of the Open Championship. That wasn't meant to happen, right? No. Well, and it, it's a great thing too. That should happen. Yeah. How probably. much better is the Vic? I mean, you can't have people on the fairway this week. Too many people, but yeah. You know, it's great when people can actually get on the fairway and watch that. And, uh, and the last match, it, it's not it's not a problem. Anyway, we'll, we'll, uh, we've got so much more to go through. We'll continue our dissection of the afternoon foursomes matches in a second and then progress on to what's going to happen tomorrow when we come back on Inside the Ropes. Welcome back to Inside the Ropes. 
A very special edition coming to you live from the Fan Zone here at Royal Melbourne Golf Club in beautiful Black Rock where we've seen an epic day of golf again. 10-8 the score, just recapping to the international team with one day to go. Uh, gentlemen, we've run through the four ball scores. Martin Blake, Mike Clayton, we ran through the four ball scores this morning, uh, but we then came to the foursomes this afternoon and this is where the Americans hit back uh, for the longest time in the afternoon session, it looked like it was all red, Blakey. Uh, most notably, as we mentioned earlier, Mark Leishman, five down through seven holes alongside Abraham Answer, bounced back in dramatic fashion, and I've never seen anything like it. And I think the best way, uh, well, we, we might hear, you might, uh, I think you've got some audio from Leish, but he, he actually said on television uh, when he was interviewed that the walk from the 17th tee to the 17th green, rather, to the 18th tee when they were one down and charging was like climbing an alpine mountain, a pass in the Tour de France. He said the crowd was so enthusiastic and just going berserk. Yeah, he just said that they rode off the crowd all day, he and, and Abraham answer. And let's have a listen to that grab. He's, he's talking about that walk to the 18th tee and, and what it was like. It's probably as good as I've felt on a golf course, and I ha only half the match. Um, you know, we've all won up here, we've won tournaments, but you know, we don't get chances to play with a teammate very often. And um, you know, to be successful with a teammate would be pretty cool. You know, we had a taste of that today, um, but I think if we can play well and do our jobs tomorrow, what we felt today is going to probably be pushed aside for what we may feel tomorrow. So um, it ranks pretty high for me. That's just amazing. Spine tingling. Um, I actually heard that Matty Kelly, his caddy, Blakey, said that Leash told him that had he been able to find a brick wall suitably close to the 18th green after that, he would have run through it. He was that pumped up. <laughs> uh, which I know a lot of people back in the Western District of Victoria would be pretty happy to hear that. He looked probably pretty good in the South Warrnambool jumper, I reckon. Clayton, so they didn't even win the match. Uh, you know, but but that half point obviously was gold. Uh uh, five down in match play, 18-hole match play. How deep a hole is that, by the way? Well, that late on, you never win from there, especially against those guys. Yeah. You, 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 it's a one in a hundred, that. Well, again, they didn't win, they halved it, but um, you never, you don't get out of that. Well, we're learning, I'm learning a lot about the nuances of match play here this week, just subtle things that I hadn't realised before. Like, uh, there was one here today, Blakey, and I've been learning about the importance of apparently not seeing numbers fly up on leaderboards too quickly. Like If someone's in trouble, I hear the captains have been extolling the importance of slowing play down a bit. And did Leash have some sort of um, like story on that with, with Ernie Owls today? What, uh, what he was talking about and Abraham Hanser were talking about was just Anser himself said that he told Leishman, we've got to hang in here and he, he uh, channeled a, you know, a ma you know, some matches when he was playing college in the States. Uh, where he'd, he'd been five down before. So he, he'd experienced that before. But uh, Mark Leishman did talk about this, and he did talk about the captain Ernie Els coming out onto the course okay. uh, on the 12th hole. We'll, we'll just have a listen to what Leishman had to say about that right now. When I hold that putt on, um, on 16, I thought we're, we're a chance. Um, Abe hold a great putt on 15 um, to keep the match going. Uh, I hold a good one on 16, and I'm like, geez, they're, you know, they're going to be thinking about this. So uh, I've been in that position where you're a few up and then you lose a couple of holes and you're like, I shouldn't lose this, but, you know, he's, he's, he's coming. Um, yeah, so I guess then, and then when, um, you know, walking to that 18th tee, uh, the way Abe's been playing this week, I, 
you know, I, I somehow knew he was going to hit a good drive. Um, and then, you know, I was lucky enough to get a good nine, iron shot. Um, but, yeah, I guess on the walk into that 17th tee was probably when we really first truly believed because we both made great parts and I think showed a lot of heart. Um, well, firstly, to come from five down back to three down or two down and then, you know, obviously square the match. Amazing to hear that. And it was a, it was a, it was a, an inspirational thing to so many people out there to watch and come back. And Leach had had a struggle earlier in the day. We knew that. His putter went cold, but suddenly it heated up. And Aussie Abe, Blakey, we've, caught, we've tagged him Aussie How? Abe. He still hasn't been beat. Three wins, half a, and, and a half. Three and a half out of four possible points. Clates, in the morning session, just to go back to that for a second, but just to talk about how well Answer is putting, he made a 50-footer on the third green uh, from the top of the third green that curled and curled and oh, ran. That was a crazy putt, that thing, on the par three. That, that, yeah, that was a what? You know, no one makes that putt. But he, he's made a few, you know, not, yeah. not necessarily that long, but he, he made another one, uh, you know, from the back of the... I think the 16th green today, but yeah, he's just been absolutely outstanding. And yeah. that, in many ways, he's sort of emblematic of what the international team has been this week because he's a first timer and he's stepping up and we'll talk later about the pairings tomorrow, but he's going to play Tiger Woods tomorrow. So, uh, but yeah, keep going with through these matches, Hazy. Yeah. So the, as we said, uh, Dustin Johnson and Gary Woodland had a bit of a back and forward match with Louis Oosthuizen and Adam Scott in the first of the foursomes matches, but the Americans, Got the chocolates two and one in the end. Uh, we've talked about it, Leishman match. The third match, uh, Cameron Smith and Sung Im, well, mm. they led for chunks of this match, especially early. But Xander Shawflay in particular and Patrick Cantlay ran him down and eventually won two and one. Xander Shawflay made some incredible putts. Uh, Clates, I don't know if you saw too much of it, but he was so rock solid from about 10 mm. feet in. Yep. Good player. He's wrong. He's really good. I mean, he's got he is, a isn't he? Great, yeah, really solid. You know, good body for golf. Not too tall, just powerful and beautiful swing. He's gonna be. He'll be around for a while. He seems very even natured. Yeah. And yeah. Sung Jae Im, I'd like to hear what you think about him because I, Hazy and I are big fans. I, wrote, I actually wrote my column about him tonight about Curtis Luck, who's here, played the US Tour this year. Yep. He said, "Let's go and watch this guy. He's amazing. How good he is." Curtis played with him in Tampa this year and said he was just. In the wind, he said, I'd, I thought he hit the ball straight. Then I realised we were playing in these crosswinds. And if it was a left or right wind, he'd hold it up in the, he held it up into both the winds and just, see, it was fantastic. So we watched That's him awesome. play about five or six holes yesterday and he just hit every shot straight the flag. I mean, he's a tremendous Gun. player. Yeah, he's, I mean, he plays a lot, 35 weeks. Yeah. He's out there, you know, he plays, that's five, probably five tournaments more than anyone else. You know where he's got to finish his season next year, Clayton. Yeah, the Australian Open. We need to get him at the Australian Open. But we really do. I mean, and he played here a lot as an amateur. He played the Australian Amateur in yeah. 2015. He played a bunch of amateur golf down here. And 21, is that right? 21 right. years of age. Yeah, so he's terrific. In fact, Curtis said, I want Sungjae to play Tiger because he's going to beat him on Sunday. Yeah. So um, he's not, but... No, uh, pity. Would have been a great match. I'd back but, him to beat anyone tomorrow. Yeah, but speaking I, of the Young Bucks, Hazy, the last match featured a few. It sure did, um, and Ben Arn, who got the last-minute call-up to this team, was, was pretty clutch down the uh, final few holes with Joaquin Neiman from Chile. And they they had a, a really good ding-dong struggle over the last half a dozen holes, as Lou Richards might have once said, Blakey, against Tony Finau and Matt Kuchar. And in the end, it was Finau's sort of um, solid putting stroke that kept them at bay. It was, and then, uh, you know, they come down the 18th hole and Arn drove it down the right rough. Uh, which, you know, it was problematic whether you get a good lie or or not, although it does give you a good angle into that 
back green. Uh, but the shot that Neiman hit, I don't know whether you saw that close. Yeah, it was a great yeah. shot. That was a great golf shot. He hit it into two metres, which, uh, you know, once the Americans uh, just hold out for par or they were conceded and they, they were in for par, um, Ben Arn actually had a six-footer oh. to take the full point. Yeah, uh, Which, which uh, you know, imagine if that had gone in, uh, the crowd, I think Justin Falconer, who was out there, our... Videographer man and uh, sometime appearance on this uh, show said that he thought the crowd were going to run on the green. <laughs> yeah, it might have been a stampede. You never know. But to get half a point there for uh, two young players and two first timers against, uh, you know, a top, you know, world top twenty players, Kucher and Fino, that was a pretty good result. Epic. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that's disappointing is that where they're playing that last hole from. That's so disappointing. To play the tee's that. too far well, forward. It's too short for par five for these guys, but it's a great long two shot hole. Probably a driver five iron off the back tee. There's a new back tee that Tom Doak put in. Mm. And it's just so disappointing to play that. It's a green, like, it's a green built for a long second shot with a three-wood or a two-iron. Yeah. Maybe nine-eyes to it. It's just such a disappointing end to it. Is that a logistical thing, though? No. They can, they got, well, they've got four matches. The first match, the safety, the first match the, there's no issue with the first match going through there for the safety with the playing. It's adjacent to... The 17th East, what number? It's, it's 14, <laughs> right? 15. 15. 15. 15. So it's close to that. But when the members play it all the time, yeah. that's not a problem. They could, they could easily have managed that. And it's so much. Taking 60 yards off that hole just does it an incredible disservice. Yeah. And, and the only good thing that happened there was Justin Thomas hooking in the trees because it's such an easy drive and not a difficult second shot. So nothing's really likely to happen there except you make three, yeah. which Tiger did in a couple, you know, a couple of Cantley made three. On Thomas day. made the three. Would Tiger the shot. And, On day two. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's just such a disappointing finish, I think, to a hole that's much better than that it's showing this week. So I guess the other thing that was prominent in day three that we haven't discussed and it doesn't really worth it, merit too much more discussion, but Tiger Woods was absent for both uh, four yeah. ball and foursomes. Not really a surprise, Blakey. Uh, I thought he would have played in the afternoon. He rested out this morning, but he, he clearly had a plan to... Well, I actually heard about a week out from this that he was only going to play three matches, and I think that's probably exactly what he's come here to do. Mm. Um, but they were in such trouble. They're four points down after the second round, um, third round, so... Second round, so... Uh, I thought he'd come out and play, but as it's turned out, they're only still two points down, yeah. and he's had a rest, and he's able to captain. Cool. I guess that might have been yeah. part of his thinking and as let's, well. Let's talk about that, because uh, when we come back for our last segment of Inside the Ropes tonight, uh, we'll talk through the pairings for the final day so that Tiger Woods can really get his captaincy groove on. Welcome back to Inside the Ropes, a very special edition from the President's Cup at Royal Melbourne. Uh, the stage is set, gentlemen, for... Well, we've already had three epic days, as we've discussed, but when the pairings were being done, Blakey, my heart was racing. I have to tell you, I, every draw of a pair that came out, you just think, wow, well, look, well that's going to be unbelievable to watch. And then it was bettered by the next one. And I th- you've already mentioned the first match out. Well, um, for, first out came Abraham Answer uh, by Ernie Els, and Tiger, of course, just went, okay. Tiger Woods. So what's that about? I, I, the way that he did it, it was quite theatrical because mm. to explain to our listeners here that the captains, the, cap, the two captains sit opposite a little bit of a, a wall, you know, a little uh, barrier, I suppose, a Either partition. Yep. And then their assistant captains are there and they actually sit and discuss their selections and there are microphones there because the media is there and it's on television as well. So uh, 
you can sort of half hear what they say, and they have to keep pushing the microphones away. Anyway, when Tiger Woods said, Tiger Woods, I select Tiger Woods, he sort of flicked that microphone over, and I just, my first thought was, he wants to take Abraham Answer apart limb by limb tomorrow. Really? Because Abraham Answer, did he not, Hazy, say, I want to play Tiger Woods Absolutely. a few weeks ago? I really want to, I don't know whether he said, I want to take him down, or, he, he, you know, he nominated himself. He wanted to be the guy that played Tiger Woods, and Tiger, you know, has a history in these things, you know, like, who was the guy that he beat? Stephen Ames. Stephen Ames said he was hitting all over the planet. (laughs) (laughs) So, watch out, Abraham Answer, but having said that, Abraham's been, you know, arguably, you know, the player player of the whole thing, so that one's going to be a cracker. Uh, Hey, uh, Clayton, you thought that Tiger playing first also, there's a logistical, a logical reason for this too. Well, he gets out the captain. You know, the guys who were turning off last might only be on the fifth or sixth hole by the time he's finished. There's a two-hour gap. The Tiger's off at 10.02 and the last match is off at 12.03. So, so, you, so he'll be through nine holes by the, when the last group tees off. Yeah. Goes, if he goes limb-tearing, like he might be nearly done. And he has been probably been their best player here. They've, yeah. got, they've got to get going if, early. So, if, if Aussie Abe can take Tiger down tomorrow... Um, Scott Morrison should come out here and sign him up, give him a passport. Or sir, sir, so Abraham. Aussie Abe answer. <laughs> Scott Morrison should be worried about the fires in Sydney, not Abraham answer and Tiger Woods. No, no, it's very true. <laughs> but Cla- 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 before we go to the second match, just read out that. Can you dig up that text that you showed me before oh, about, the... about Patrick Reed? Uh, this is very funny, Hazy. Uh, uh, Hideki Matsuyama is playing uh, Tony Finau. In the second match, well, look, they've both been playing well all week, both of those guys. I've really been impressed by both of them. Finau was absolutely outstanding today. It's from Eamon Lynch, who's one of the great golf writers. Patrick Rees' caddy, Kester Karin, says his altercation with a fan resulted only in a little spilled beer. I don't think he understands that in Australia that constitutes grievous bodily harm. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant, That's, that's, that's good. Anyone who's not following Eamon Lynch on Twitter should be. Yeah, yeah he, he's great. He tweets out his columns, and he's one of the great golf writers. So speaking of Patrick Reed, he's the third match out. Um, so Tiger Woods was very quick, I think, to pounce on a young novice player on the international team so that when Ernie Owls promoted CT Pan for the third pairing, Blakey, uh, he jumped. It was the quickest decision he made was to put Patrick Reed there. Well, I guess uh, I think that's I think that's unfair on CT Pan, but he probably ranks him. that? As, well, I think he's playing the worst of the Americans. The Australians. I'm sorry, that Reed's playing the, the worst. Reed's playing the worst yeah. of the Americans. Well, his record wants, suggests that. Yeah. Yeah, and he wants to put him out against what Tiger perceives the person Tiger perceives to be the weak link in the international team, which I think is very unfair on CT Pan, who's been excellent. He's unbeaten, his, isn't he? Oh, I think he's two and zero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's been full value for it too. Well, he, again, he's he's symbolic of of what the internationals have done this week. You know, next match out is Dustin Johnson versus Hao Tong Lee. Now, this could go in any possible direction because there's no doubt Dustin Johnson's not in his uh, career best form, and Hao Tong Lee could do anything on any hole with any shot. Clates Johnson will win that. Really? Yep. Just, you just dismissed yep. Hao Tong. Yep. He he played some amazing shots today. Hao Tong Lee, the the sec- yeah. second to the sixteenth, was one of the most. Unbelievable shots I've seen for a long time. It was out of the tea tree up to the back of the green. Tea tree I, I on the left. I believe he'd get it on the green, but I didn't think he'd get it out of the green. tea tree. Anyway, yeah. he did. It was. It, he's he's hot and cold. How Tong? So Clayton's already written him off. The next match is another fascinating one because Di- Bryson DeChambeau was up in the uh, up in the grandstands in the afternoon singing along with the so-called American cheer squad. 
Uh, and Who he's are half Australian. Half Australian, and then he's yeah, playing against that? Canadian Adam Hadwin. Um, so what, what do you make of that one, Clace? You prepared to make a quick call there? No, no, no. That's uh... that could go either way. Yeah, I mean, always. I'd favour Hadwin there. Yeah, always. American teams look better on paper because they're Americans, and we kind of. Well, I'm still stuck in the seventies when they were, they were great. And well, they are still great. But... Didn't play well when he when he did play, and he's only played one match. Whereas, yeah. whereas Adam Hadwin's has played okay. So mm. yeah, yeah I'm, I'm... that should be a good match. So the next one out is the one that's really going to hold. Just uh, I reckon one of the keys to the entire fate of the Presidents Cup. Uh, Gary Woodland was put out by Tiger Woods um, out there for all to have a crack at, and Ernie Els went whack and went Sung J M, who's no doubt be coming quickly. He's one of his trump cards. That's going to be a great match. Epic. Epic. Gar- love Gary Woodland. Love Sung J.M. That's going to be a ball-striking festival. Uh, the next one out, no offence to Joachim Neiman, who showed that excellent touch late in the round today, Blake, you mentioned earlier, especially on the 18th hole. He's perceived again as a, as a weak link, I reckon, by the Americans. Um, if he can pinch something against Patrick Cantlay... That would be a huge plus for the internationals. Well, this is where the depth of the American team, you know, it can can hurt the internationals because Cantlay's a much more accomplished player, if you put it that way. But Neiman's won on the tour. Uh, yep. He's talented. He's only 21. And he won't have much pressure on him. You know, it's Cantlay that would be expected to win and would go to sleep tonight thinking, I've got to win this. Yeah, we better pump through these last couple of matches here. But, Clates, I'm really interested in your thoughts on the next one, which is... To me, another epic. Adam Scott and Xander Shawflay. They're the stylists. That'll be interesting. Adam Scott is his heart's pumping through his like chest. It's so he's so fired up. I, I videoed him today watching Ben R make a putt on seventeen. Yeah. And in the background he's going completely bonkers when Ben R makes the putt. He's so invested. And he played thirty five holes today and I reckon he had probably thirty five minutes yeah. uh, break in between the rounds. It, it was unfortunate that he was chosen to play the first um, first match of the, of the third round because, uh, you know, or the, the, the afternoon round because Ernie wanted to put him up against. Uh, that was unfortunate, but he is playing well. He didn't putt so well late in the day. Ben Arn's playing against Webb Simpson in the next match out and then uh, another barn burner, especially from an Australian perspective. Justin Thomas uh, was put up there by Tiger Woods on the block and Ernie went Cameron Smith. That's a big one for Smithy. <laughs> uh, Thomas has only been, you know, he's only, uh, well, he hasn't lost a match. No, three he's wins, only, three wins and a half. Uh, you know, and he did, as we mentioned, play pretty well today. He's a former number one in the world. Cameron Smith played really well today, by the way. He, he, he hit it really well. Loves the um, big stage. I think he's been good this week without getting a lot of points, but yeah. tomorrow's a big chance for him. If he could take down Justin, he might make his name tomorrow, might he? I agree. One match here that I think, genuinely favours the international team, and that's the 11th match out. Louis Eustace and Clates versus Matt Kuchar. Louis, Louis was great in Sydney. And, he's, and, he, and he's you just, really rate him, don't you? Yeah, Louis is great. He's fantastic. Yeah. And the last match out, I can't believe the last match is going to feature an Australian here at the President's Cup, but um, Mark Leishman and Ricky Fowler. That's interesting. The last match in a 12-match 12, um, 12 field, it, it could be completely irrelevant, uh, or it could be that it comes Critical. to... It could be that it comes to the 17th or 18th hole and Leash has got to carry the whole team. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit surprised by that because I don't think Leash has been playing great this week. But, you know, maybe from Ernie's point of view, he's in front, so he's gone strong early. Yeah. But, um, and he could, look, he could carry look, the crowd to the to the contest, so who knows? It's a it's a big call for Leash. Uh, but, you know, Fowler, uh, look, that's, that's going to be another cracking match. Yeah. Uh, three Australians in the last one, two, three, four, five. 
five matches tomorrow. Yeah, the so. crowd will be rocking. We've got to go, guys. Oh, we've uh, we've run out of time here. Apologies. Clates, really appreciate your time as always. Thank you, Hazy. Blakey, spectacular from you. Got any Hazy? Just average from Thanks, me. But that's, uh, It'll be a good day tomorrow. Yeah, it should be, be epic if, if you're going to tune in or get out to Royal Melbourne or anything. But we'll uh, come back and do one more special episode of Inside the Ropes from the President's Cup. But until now, we'll talk to you on the other side of what promises to be one of the great days in modern Australian golf. Have a good one.